Welcome to Inner Skin Podcast. My name is Sophie Carbonari, and today I'm glad to receive Judy Elliott, the founder of Infiore. Let's start with the first question, which is, when was the first time you became aware of how other may see you? So, you know, this is a really great question. <laughs> uh, it really caused me to sort of pause and really think this through because I, I've always had innate like leadership qualities, like since I was a child. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that was really cultivated because there were circumstances while I was growing up where we were constantly being uprooted and having to move. Mm -hmm. And when you're a child, that's so disruptive because mm -hmm. that means leaving your friends behind and then going to a new school and that moment when they walk you into the classroom and everyone's looking at you and like, here's this new person. And, and there's this like anxiety of like, who's going to be my friend and what's going to happen. And, you know, and in hindsight, you know, those situations really helped, you know, cultivate my personality, my ability to, you know, uh, be able to connect and relate to a lot of people from all different types of, you know, backgrounds and circumstances. And I, you know, feel like these situations that, you know, come into our path are just really oppor great opportunities to transform. Now, of course, I was not so evolved as a, as a child, you know, you're learning, but I would say that, you know, as I got older, you know, I, I had always had a lot of responsibility. And so at a young age, you know, I had, I was in my twenties and I had this management, you mm -hmm. know, responsibility and I had a lot of employees. Okay. And, and my boss at that time was a really incredible mentor and I remember her saying that, you know, this is like, you have to understand that all eyes are you on you all the time. And you have to really be in tune with, you know, how you're presenting yourself and how you're relating to people mm -hmm. and, you know, cultivating, you know, communication and uh, your communication skills and the whole coping strategies and all the emotional fortitude. So I, I would say it was in my twenties when I, I had this, a lot of responsibility at a young age, feeling like, wow, I'm, I really have a big responsibility to all these, these people because mm -hmm. there's so much that they count on me for. And I really took it seriously. I took it from this place of, you know, th these are people's lives and their livelihoods and their futures. So you know, I, you know, I've, I've been aware of how people view me for a very, very long time. How does your family affect your self-image? So, you know, I would say that, you know, I grew up with um, mostly, like only with, with a relationship with my mother's side of the family. Mm -hmm. My mom has, she's one of eight siblings. And I feel like, like the women, one thing I noticed about her relationship with her siblings and just with my grandmother is that the women really never felt like they were enough. Okay. I see. Mm -hmm. There was this, so there's this, I would say that there's this family, this family constellation of like the women not feeling that they're enough. Mm -hmm. 
and and the men are kind of more coddled and and favored and sort of babied mm. and, and that was really i mean i hope my mom doesn't listen to this my mom's incredible but you know but also this just kind of carries through generations mm -hmm. and so so a lot of the women you know in my family i think we've all have struggled with how we how we see ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, so there's, there's how people see us, but then there's also this internal part of how we see ourselves. And I think because of this, you know, family dynamic, what ended up happening is the women um, are all very successful. That's like cool. all the women have all their, their own businesses. My mom has never had a job. She's only owned her own business. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the case with, with my aunts and, you know, even like with my grandmother, and yeah. so, you know, as I was saying earlier, circumstances, you know, have these positive aspects, mm -hmm. but then you still have to do all this inner work. But I would say that, and still like when I communicate with, with a lot of the women in my family, there's a lot of struggle still, mm -hmm. even as adults of mm -hmm. this feeling like I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, you yeah. know? So that, that's something that, you know, I would say has had a big a big impact for sure okay and even really influenced a lot of my my products mm -hmm. because i wanted to use um fragrance and i wanted to use plant medicine as a way to like really connect with yourself and get yes. into your body mm -hmm. and um and there's a whole you know psycho spiritual element to that but in any case you know, that would be like what I would say about the family influence for sure. And also because there was no, in my case, no father in the picture. Yeah. You know, that the, the father represents how you see the world. Mm -hmm. The mother represents how you see yourself. Yeah. And so when you have this, you know, these are the cards that you're dealt and that's what shaped you as a person. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. So. How was your self-image challenge during the transition from your adolescence to your adulthood? So in adolescence, I think that we're more prone to peer pressure mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we care a lot more about what people think of us and seeking out more outside approval. That may not be the case for everyone, but I think in general, I can say that's the case for most people and de definitely myself. And, you know, as you, mature and you know i'm you know not in my 20s and anymore i'm i'm turning like 57 this month mm -hmm. so it's like you get to this place i tell people i'm like aging is wonderful because you you learn to accept yourself mm -hmm. in so many ways and it's really not about the superficial it really becomes about something else yeah you know so there's a transition of like wow i'm i'm entering you know there's that that yeah. that time when you hit 35 and you're wow okay i'm getting really close to 40. <laughs> and um you know but then as you mature mm -hmm. you have more wisdom and and hopefully have cultivated you know this different outlook on how you see yourself in the world and and i think what's interesting is a lot of times you're really kind of going back to your to yourself like your true nature so like for example i um was born in california and i have a part of the a part of the family that is like a surfers and into the surf culture so we grew up with the beach and 
Um, and I always, you know, I'm one of those people I love to be barefoot and, you know, walk in the sand. Mm -hmm. And, and now I'm, you know, going back to that. I mean, I'm, I'm moving to Mexico where I'll be back in like that environment that I was born into. And it sort of feels like coming, you know, full circle. That's amazing. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> so could you describe a moment that you put yourself image into question or drastically changed it? Well, I, um, I mean, I would say that it was definitely, it, again, it was definitely in, I would say in my twenties when I had this up, this high level manager role, I had a lot, you know, the responsibility to all these people. And, you know, at the same time, I'm young and I'm green and I'm still learning and evolving. And there were definitely conflicts that, you know, shook me mm -hmm. yeah. to, my, to my core. Yeah. And I remember my mentor at the time saying, you know, um, sometimes, I think we even see this today with, you know, I'm, I'm getting off course a little bit, but even today with social media and the whole cancel culture, it's um it's really out in the forefront right because it's all out there in front of everyone but actually it it's always sort of existed at some level <laughs> it's just not it's just not on blast right mm -hmm. and so there there was always that kind of struggle where you would have a conflict with someone very disgruntled who would then try to ruin your reputation on information that's just so not true or grossly exaggerated and i definitely had those situations being in a management role mm -hmm. and um and those are like super hard lessons but also again incredible opportunities and my i would really i had a mentor who really encouraged me to take these situations and work with them mm -hmm. as a way to Like, don't let this be what takes you down. Yeah. Let it be what helps you grow and mm -hmm. become better at what you do. And I really became good at what I, I did because of all of these, these conflicts, you know. So in terms of, you know, awareness, again, it's really thinking about, you know, how you present yourself, how you communicate and how you handle situations and your choice of words and how you communicate with people is all going to have a consequence and whatever that is you have to deal with it and you have to accept it yeah so but that was a big that was a time where i was really learning a lot mm -hmm. and it was becoming so clear to me that um listen people are watching you mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're paying attention to everything you do and so take your role very seriously and, and understand that that aspect mm. that that was a big learning phase for sure and it was rocky it was not easy <laughs> so how would you describe your relationship with modern beauty the modern beauty culture i think like most people i've seen you know i see the lines between beauty and wellness and health really starting to blur, mm -hmm. especially in like these last few years. And I believe that that will continue, right? Mm -hmm. As we as we strive to move 
you know, forward in the world. And I've been seeing this for a while. I do like that there's a broader um, acceptance of beauty mm-hmm. for sure. I think that's incredible. That's, that's a change that makes me very happy. It's far more inclusive. And I, you know, even though we are a luxury beauty botanical brand, I really see us more as kind of an all encompassing company wellness brand mm-hmm. that focuses a lot more on lifestyle. Yeah. So I just, um, yeah, I just feel like I, it's just no longer about uh, obtaining some kind of unrealistic ideal. It's, it's really about just taking a holistic approach, right? That helps us achieve more of an emotional and physical harmony. I think that's most important. And healing begins in the mind. Yeah. 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 So like our emotions play a big role in that. And I, so all of it, it matters. And I think that when you're happy and you're grounded and and you're managing your stress, however that is through meditation or whatnot, like you're just, you're beautiful as you are. That's true. And, and you will have radiance and you will, you know, it's really, um, I really look at it from a holistic, you know, picture and, you know, yes, these modalities that we, that we employ the facial massage, the moving the lymphatics, the hydrotherapies, you know, all of that is to support your whole body's physiology, right? Mm-hmm. And that's all that's going to come through. That'll do far more for you, your beauty than some kind of topical treatment. And I say that because I have so many products. Yeah. I really see my products as a tool. Yeah. I see them more of a, as a bridge of like really connecting to nature and to your, to yourself. Mm. So it's, it's less about this has all these acids or exfoliants and it's going to do all these things. And it's just not my thing. Yeah. I I don't, it's not bad Mm. and there's nothing wrong with it. Mm. It's just, I'm coming from a very different, a very different place. Yeah. 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 I see. I can tell that um, your products are more like you take care of yourself in every stage from the moment that you wash yourself, the moment that you put your balm on and the moment that you apply your, your face oil and uh, all of the, and the, your perfume, the fact that the perfume was solid and you have to, yeah. I think all of this, those steps are really into um, kind of root you into the ground and um, make you like, yeah, grounded you. Exactly. That's the thing I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like rooting and grounding mm-hmm. and, well, you know, we're described as, uh, we're described more as like an apothecary brand and our tagline mm-hmm. is, is perfumery as medicine, which means yeah. that in addition to scent or fragrance, which in our case is essential oils working on the physical body, mm-hmm. they also strongly influence the psycho-spiritual or the mind, the, the mind-spirit connection. Yeah. So in my, in my approach to formulary, there's more of an emphasis on the bioenergetic as a way to integrate and, and stimulate healing. And so, I mean, I really work from the Materia Medica yeah. um, when I'm looking at all these materials and I'm thinking about, I actually, when I formulate, I start with the emotional aspect. Mm-hmm. So, and really make my selections based on that. And what's interesting is once I come up with 
like these are the ingredients I want to work with. Then from there, when you research the physical attributes, they perfectly line up. It's mm. very interesting. It's, it's very, very interesting how, how it lines up. And, and that's when I know that I'll have, I have a really complete formula. Yeah. So when you start with the, the emotional, like all the signatures that are associated with a certain plant or, or scent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So could you describe the day that you will get ready and, and all of the ritual you will uh, create to feel beautiful and empowered? Like my perfect day. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So my perfect day is, is getting up before sunrise mm -hmm. and meditating. And I actually do like, I wake up at like four 30 in the morning. Okay, so really early. I wake up early. I'm like a grandma. I go to bed at like nine 30 or something. <laughs> I do the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love, sleep. I love it. <laughs> I, I love getting my sleep. Mm -hmm. And also I like having, you know, like, four hours in the morning where I'm not working. Yeah. You know, because then no matter what happens the rest of the day, like if all hell breaks loose or I'm just like working nonstop, at least I had this time. Right. So, so in a perfect day, I'm, I met, I get up at four 30 and I meditate. Yeah. And, um, and then I will, when the sun rises, mm -hmm. I will go for a walk. Okay. And, And I will, in, in my new life in Mexico, I will get up and I will walk and I will, I will go to the beach and I will swim. Oh, I, I feel my most beautiful when I'm just in nature mm -hmm. and especially when I'm swimming in the ocean. I love the ocean. I love some sun on my skin and some salt water hair in my mm -hmm. hair and my feet in the sand And I mean, that's when I feel where I'm truly myself. Yeah. And so starting my day like that is, is going to be incredible. Right. And, and really working with the sun as a form of, of medicine. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and then work is later. You just work, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's always going to be there when you have your own business. Like, yeah it's 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 never off for me this isn't like a nine to five job i know so, you know <laughs> <That's feeling. laughs> so i um so yeah so when i get up at 4 30 and then i start work at 9 30 mm -hmm. you know i've had four hours to you know you know to meditate and go for a walk and go for a swim and then come back and do my dry brushing and you know, and, and all the regimens and then, and then even just prepare for the day. And when I do that, um, it's, it's like the day is, it's always a good day. doesn't matter what happens. I so the, the sky could fall, the ceiling could cave in mm -hmm. and I'll just be like, yeah, but I meditated and I went swimming in yeah. the ocean. <laughs> You're smart, so everything can happen. You are just you, you and and nothing can happen that's that's so great it's a great tips although i think because when when you like wake up later and you are 
um, you jumped into the work straight and that sometimes it can, that can just like suck your energy and I think it's a good way to recharge the battery too. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, we're so connected to technology mm. and I think, I think the real discipline is just staying off your phone. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't check Instagram mm -hmm. or your emails oh, until yeah. you've had this, this time, you mm -hmm. know, that's committed to yourself because as women in general, like we tend to not put ourselves first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, so we have to start doing that. And I know that not everyone has access to, to nature, mm -hmm. but whatever that means to you, like if you're in a city, you know, is there a park, you know, it's just really about like getting your feet into the, yeah. It's quite difficult though because everything puts you into um, the work and then the fact that you are constantly constantly connected and people are like you follow are from all over the world so it's always entertaining you you know kind of it's really difficult yeah. I find it hard but I I try to stop my to block and put my phone in airplanes around 9 p.m. but I. Mm not all the time it's really yeah. difficult but now i try i try most of the time i try it's not always a success but it works yeah yeah it's you know it's it's sort of it takes time you yeah. know to develop a habit and i do think the other thing going back to the question of moving into um, from adolescence to adulthood yeah is i really became comfortable with boundaries yeah which is true. and yeah <laughs> And, and, and setting boundaries and, and being okay with that mm. you know? and being okay with saying no mm. and not having to, not doing things because you feel, you know, obligated. I know. <laughs> um, I mean, that's also part of the beauty of, of getting older. It's mm. like, I don't have the bandwidth um, that I used to because I, I have so much you know, going on, but also when you make yourself a priority, yeah, there's time involved. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And you first, I mean, like, uh, yeah, you first, I think it's a good, good lesson too. Um, so who are your beauty role model? You know, I, um, well, I would say that the, the women that are like the true role models and heroes for me are our friends and, and women that I've connected with um, on Instagram who have chronic, they have chronic health issues or what you would, you know, these long, they call them like these long haul, um, situations and the reason i say that is because when you are dealing with chronic a chronic disease like something that's not going to go away yeah. it your perspective completely shifts mm -hmm. yet you have like no tolerance for bullshit no. or or anything that doesn't work but these are the people who i feel like no matter what come yeah. hell or high water they are so committed to mm -hmm. themselves and to their health Yes. And it's, it's truly amazing what I've seen happen um, 
like the transformations in, in, in people who are, are dealing with that. And I mean, I have a very, very good friend mm-hmm. who um, has, has MS, okay. has multiple sclerosis and, and a pretty, like a pretty severe mm-hmm. form. Okay. And, um, <clears throat> and she has effectively halted the progression of her MS okay. for over for 15 years now. Okay. And she did it through a holistic lifestyle mm. and, um, or uh, the majority of her approach mm-hmm. is through like alternative, you know, medicine, mm-hmm. but also like complete lifestyle change. So everything I talked about, you know, cause I asked her, she, you know, she called me and <clears throat> every time, every year she gets an MRI and they scan her brain and, and they also scan her spine. And she's like another year, no advancement. In fact, she's healing lesions and like stuff that just doesn't happen. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you think has been the biggest change? And she's just like managing your stress and meditation and finding joy yes. in your life. And just, and I thought that's like so beautiful, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but in general, I, I don't really have a beauty role model. I just, I love women who are just empowered and are themselves. And one of my favorite things to do is, you know, I am a, I was a world traveler. I, I, I hope to be one again, yeah. but I, I've been all over the world. And mm-hmm. my favorite thing to do is to talk to women mm-hmm. from all these different cultures and just to find out like how they live and how they view life, sort of like this conversation now. Yeah. And I've learned, I've learned so much. So I'm, I'm here for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, how do you feel about plastic surgery and aesthetic adjustment? I'm a total wuss. So I, I, I don't do that. I wouldn't do this kind of stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm someone who I don't even take aspirin and, I've never, knock on wood, as they say, I've never been hospitalized or like the whole thing, right? Yeah. So I, I would be too afraid, mm-hmm. but, um, but I'm not opposed to it. I think, I think people should do what, what they want to do, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? But I have to say it's, it's an area that's, I just, I really know nothing about. Mm-hmm. I am interested in, I'm not opposed to, I've always lived within Fiori approached. I really believe in integration. Mm-hmm. So I'm not opposed to bringing in, you know, working with medical treatments at all. I, I'm actually very interested in science and how we have progressed so much. Yeah. So, so I think going back to my friend who I was just talking about, she found the perfect like integration of, you know, what works, what works for her. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I would really like to see us move more in that direction, to be honest, mm-hmm. which I think will happen. Yeah. So also, yeah, I just think do what makes you feel good. Mm, definitely. Yeah. So that's true. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. If you feel okay to don't, to don't, to don't do anything and just, it's completely fine. But if you want to do some interventions to feel better, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, do you have any uh, com- complex or specific hang up? Okay. Well, 
I mean, this is probably obvious to anyone who knows me, but I mean, I hate having my picture taken. Oh, why? I, I don't know. I just always have. Mm -hmm. I guess I, um, and I, and I just, I, I'm not like super visible on Instagram and social media, mm -hmm. you know, so that is a new frontier for me for sure. But, um, yeah, I've never, I've never liked having my picture taken. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. okay. I think I'm just like there, you know, I am like, I'm really great in person with people yeah. and, um, but I also kind of shy and I'm private. And so I just like to not be in the, in the forefront, but of mm -hmm. course things have changed and that's very different now. I'm trying to find a balance with that situation and, and being more in the forefront of, yes. of my brand. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm working on it. I think it has a lot to do with the photography and again, really capturing your essence. And mm. I, I did do, we did a collaboration. I did a collaboration with Violette. Yeah, I remember. And, you know, Violette was like, I am going to, you know, really draw you out. You know, she's always been talking to me about, you know, putting myself out there. Yeah. And so when we were working on the campaign, mm -hmm. she sent this, this photographer to come and work with me, who's someone she loves. And I, I love too. She's amazing. Yeah. And, and what it turned out to be is just she and I spending the day together and, and just like really trying and we're you know, taking a lot of shots and a lot of footage and because you only need like three shots mm -hmm. like two or three shots and i think and i'm really happy with with the results so i think a lot of it is just really working with the right person mm -hmm. and i think too like in the past i've done photo shoots and we're and i am particular about photography i mean i studied photography and also i worked a bit in the art world and so there's just so much bad photography <laughs> you know out there yeah. and and so there's also you know so i need i need new shots i i need a lot of new images and so i'm on, i'm thinking about oh there's a photographer that is going to be living in the same town who shoots for vogue and maybe she'll do a shoot <laughs> instead of like just do a, just take a picture. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I, but I've had situations in the past where I, I've done a lot of press in Japan, mm -hmm. you know, because I, I have Infiores distributed and sold all throughout Japan. I, yeah. And, uh, where I had no oversight over mm -hmm. that process and just like have seen really bad, like stuff come out okay. that I'm all, that's not like the photo I would have chose yeah. for my it's a control issue, obviously. <laughs> I, when I started in Fiore, I mean, my focus is on the work mm -hmm. and I'm really, I like to be like the sorceress who's behind the curtain. Yeah. And, and I, I, I really am the mm -hmm. formulator of my products. <clears throat> you know, this isn't something that I, I pass on to someone else. So mm -hmm. the formula formulary, is a lot of work. And then on top of that, I'm also managing my company. So I don't really, you know, I'm just not going to put a lot of time mm -hmm. into 
like the Instagram piece, like personally, you mm. know, because like there's, it's not, so I, I didn't get into this to, you know, <clears throat> be an Instagram, like I see. Per personality. I don't, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, I've, I, there's a lot of people I really love to engage with and, you know, follow on Instagram and I've met incredible people such mm -hmm. as yourself, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it has like many benefits, of course. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe one day I'll shock someone. Yeah. I'll yeah. shock somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you have to find the right, the right photographer. So that's it. I think that's the secret. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Could you describe an, an embarrassing phase or faux pas? that you made as I tend to define yourself? Yeah, I mean, I would, I, when I think about that, I definitely think about the faux pas I've made with um, style, mm -hmm. you know, experimenting with, with um, experimenting with, you know, different styles of, of dressing. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I would say, you know, I mean, I, I think, I guess it's not so uncommon to look at a photo of yourself from, you know, 20 years ago and just be like, what was I wearing or what was I thinking with that? But I, I will say like, I, again, like going back to like my true nature of, I, I'm very, I tend to be more like very natural. I, I'm happiest near the ocean and being barefoot and wearing dresses and skirts. And, but I went through a phase where I really tried adopting like experimenting with different styles and stuff and yeah. i'm all it was like a phase like in the 80s and i'm just like the 80s some people really love the 80s and i'm all no it was pretty much a mess <laughs> uh, it was pretty much a mess for some people yeah and and then i was just kind of like okay what am i doing this is yeah. so not me but yeah. you know that's yeah. okay mm. i mean it's not the most embarrassing situation in the world yeah. but i would say it was a big learning experience i tried that, that whole like punk mm. um, yeah it's just not it's not me yeah. you know so but i but i tried yeah no, i mean you you have to try to define yourself and to see what's good what you can you know uh, you can do or, or not or you know define your style actually yeah <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, thank God there was no social media then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't think any of this is documented anywhere. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But it's just, but thank you for sharing with us. <laughs> yeah. So that was the last question. Um, thank you very much for your time and all of the tips you give it to us. That was the Inner Skin Podcast of Julie Elliott. I hope you like it. Stay tuned. <laughs>